Somebody say this with me. I am an overcomer. Say it again. I'm an overcomer. John 16, 33 said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I love this amplified version. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. See, you can find peace in so many things in the world today, but perfect peace only comes in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I believe because of what we were just taught about who He is. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. Somebody say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And he goes on to say, I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. See, I'm not waiting on Jesus to heal. He's already paid the price on Calvary. All I have to do is align my belief up with the word of God, get my confession right, and walk into the healing. Amen? I'm not fighting from or or to get in a place of victory. I'm fighting from a place of victory. I'm an overcomer. And I'll tell you why I'm an overcomer. In Revelation 12, 11, it says, And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. Romans 8, 31. I got lots of scripture today. I hope that's okay. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say to all these things? Turn me down just a little bit, Shag, just a touch. If God is for us, who can be successful against us? Romans 8.35, Who shall ever separate me from the love of Christ? Will tribulation? Somebody say, nope. Will distress? Nope. Will persecution? Nope. Will famine? Nope. Will nakedness or danger or sword? Nope. The love of Jesus is how we overcome. That's why the devil wants you getting mad at somebody. That's why the devil wants you to get offended at somebody. Maybe they said, you don't know what they said about me, Pastor. Well, a lot of people say things about me and they think I don't know, but I always hear because people love to tell me. (sighs) And that's heavy. But you know what? I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. As long as I don't start repeating that crap, and I did say crap, sorry. As long as I don't start repeating that crap, it will not take root in my life because nobody can speak life to me except for me and the word of God if I stop it and I set the boundary. So you say, well, so many people's against me. It doesn't matter. Jesus is for you. You're an overcomer. Amen. Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all these things we are more. Ooh, I like more. I remember when I was a little old boy, my dad, I love coffee to this day, and I believe one of the reasons is because my daddy was a big coffee drinker, and he would always, my mama always served his coffee in a, a cup with a, with a saucer underneath it. 
And he would always tilt that coffee over and put some in the saucer so it would cool off and I could drink it. There was more than enough in his cup so he would share what he had. I believe today that we have more than enough power to walk in victory. We have more than enough authority to stay in victory. We have more than enough words of, of affirmation from the Word of God to not allow the things of this world to get on the inside of us. Now, I guarantee you the devil... Has anybody ever played one of them games that, that it's got them little balls that's got that Velcro on it and you throw the ball and it sticks to the target? See, the devil loves to put a, a, a Velcro target on our back and he loves to throw things and he loves to give people ideas to throw things at us. But I'm here today to tell you that I'm going to take off the coat of Velcro. I'm going to take it off and I'm going to leave it and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it over to the side and I'm going to say, no devil, I, I ain't taking it. You, you can take that. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to walk in power. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Great Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. I've got power to, to tread on serpents. How do I know that? Because Satan, Satan knows that. And how do I know that? Because the word of God tells me that. Well, that was totally unplanned. I just used that as an illustration. So I'm going to put my coat back on, okay? I'm an overcomer because God is for me. Ooh, and if God be for me, I don't care who's against me. Because nothing they say can stick to me. Nothing they say can stay on me. The word says in Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? Genesis 17.1 says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Whoo, walk habitually before me with integrity. Preached about integrity on Wednesday night. Knowing that you are always in my presence. And be blameless and complete in obedience to me. I was playing music in Nashville on, on Friday and I was walking with the steel guitar player, and he said a little little word that evidently he, he felt a little conviction because God knows I didn't say nothing to him. And he looked at me, and he said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, now, why are you sorry? Well, you know, you're, you're a preacher and everything. I said, so is God on break? I said, why are you sorry in front of me? Now, listen, I appreciate the respect, but I don't want you to respect me any more than you respect yourself. So if it's wrong for you to say it in front of me, I ain't saying it's wrong. That's between you and God. But my point is this. It says right there, in, in Genesis 17, when Abram was 99 years old and the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, walk habitually before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence and be blameless and complete in obedience to me. Blameless doesn't mean perfection in the flesh. Blameless means that you trust Him every moment of your life. You trust Him enough to tithe. You trust Him enough to love on somebody 
with, there's, a, there's an old country song that says, I'm swinging for the bleachers in the ninth inning. You know why? He's taking chances. He's running up on the curbs and taking chances. Guess what? You need to live your life taking some chances in the spirit. Take a chance that God will always be there with you. Take a chance that God will always provide what he said he would provide. Why don't you dare to live by faith? The just shall live by faith. And that means you love people and you forgive people and that you smile at people even when they frown at you. Why? Because greater is he. Psalm 95 verse 3. For the Lord is the greatest of all. King, God over all other gods. In one hand, he holds the mysteries of the earth. And in the other, he holds the highest mountain peaks. He's the owner of every ocean, the engineer and sculptor of earth itself. Deuteronomy 33, 26 says, There is none like the God of Yeshua, Israel, who rides the heavens to your help and through the skies in his majestic glory. The eternal God is your refuge and dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He drove out the enemy from before you and said, destroy. Let's just, let's just keep reading. Matthew 4, 23. And he went throughout all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news. Why don't you talk about politics pastor because you can learn that on CNN I want to teach you how to walk in peace whether you're a Democrat or Republican <laughs> I could care less how you vote pastor you don't care how I could care less how you vote just love Jesus and let him love you that's the most important thing he went through a Y'all didn't like that, did you? Well, let's just stay there a minute, Dan. And he went throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news. I'll tell you what the good news is. The good news is, Brother Julian, that we serve a God that no matter where you go in your life, he's got a plan for you. He has got... Uh, He's got a woman for you, I believe. Huh? He said, I'm sure he does. God reveal. God reveal. See, we run around looking for love in all the wrong places when the good news of the gospel is that he's got somebody appointed for you. You just got to walk in the law of recognition. Quit looking for what looks good to you and look for what looks good to God. That's good news. Healing every kind of disease. That's good news. Every kind of sickness. That's good news. Among the people uh, demonstrating and revealing that he was indeed the promised Messiah. So the good news about him spread throughout all of Syria. And they brought to him all who were sick and those suffering and various diseases and pains. Those under the power of demons and epileptics and paralytics. And he healed them. But pastor, you know, I believe maybe it's God's will that I go through this. I don't. It is not God's will for you to be sick. 
well, he's teaching me something. No, the Holy Spirit's job is to teach you something. The devil has attacked you. I didn't say you couldn't learn anything in that attack, but God didn't send the attack. Philippians 2, 9. For this reason also, because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of, come on, somebody say it like you mean it. At the name of, every knee shall bow in submission. And those who are in the heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the sovereign God to glory to, to the glory of God the Father. You are an overcomer because God is for you. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. You're also an overcomer because God is with you. Romans 8.35, who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? I, I gave you the word to answer me a while ago. Who will separate you from the love of Christ? No one. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13.5 says, don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have. For you always have God's presence. For hasn't he promised you, I will never leave you, never. And I will never loosen my grip on your life. See, I am invincible when I am inseparable. When I, am, when I can't be separated from God, I am invincible to the devil. When I live in God's presence, Satan cannot destroy me. But, 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 Pastor, what about this? What about that? No buts. You got to get your butt out of the way. I am invincible in the presence of God. Somebody say, I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a soul. Romans 8, 11 says, yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit is resurrection, the spirit of resurrection lives in you. He will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. Luke 17, 21. Nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is. For the kingdom of God is among you because of my presence. In other words, I love the feeling of his presence in here today, don't you? But do you know last night I was playing at a little place called Shatterville Music Barn. <laughs> and I, Tim and Cynthia was there And the last song of the night I sang um, The song I sang a while ago All my life you have been faithful I felt the very presence of God Just hover up in that place right there After we got done I, I had people come up to me And ask me where's your church at pastor I've been singing Merle Haggard songs all night long but see, the presence of God is not detachable if you seek His face. If you seek His face, see, somebody said, well, you know, I wish I was in the ministry. You are in the ministry. If you drive a bus, you got a ministry. If you work at a plant, you got a ministry. If you're a CEO, you got a ministry. The people around you, no matter if you're a police officer, and we got some of those in here today. If you're a police officer, if you're a school teacher, if, no matter what you do, if you are a, a, a work in a finance company... All these things, you have a ministry where you are because the presence of God is not in a house. It's not in a, a dwelling spot. The presence of God is in the temple of the Holy Ghost and you're it. Luke 12, 32. 
So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you His kingdom with all its promises. Christ's victory is my victory. (laughs) I'm going to say it again. Because we love to separate ourselves from Jesus. Oh, Jesus, man, He's... Jesus, whoo, Jesus, he's, yeah, he's the dude. I'm just, you know, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. I'm not just an old sinner saved by grace. I used to be a rank, nasty, ugly sinner. But today I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because I'm a spirit, I live in a body, I possess a soul. I'm not, I am not what you look at. I live in what you look at. Come on, somebody. It says in 1 Thessalonians 2.12, We comforted and encouraged you and challenged you to adopt a lifestyle worthy of God who invites you into His kingdom and glory. 1 John 4.4, Little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to Him and you have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because He who is in you is greater than He, Satan, who is in the world of sinful mankind. You are an overcomer because God is with you. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. The last thing. You're an overcomer because God is working through you. Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things we're more than conquerors that gain an overwhelming victory through Him who loved us so much that He died for us. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory as conquerors through the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke 10, 19. Listen carefully. I have given you authority. That you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over the power of the enemy, Satan, and nothing will in any way harm you. I just mentioned that we have a police officer. He's sitting in here today. If he walked up to you right now, you may not recognize his authority. Because he's dressed in street clothing. But tomorrow or whenever his next shift is, when he gets up and he puts that uniform on, he puts that badge on his chest and he straps that 40 to his leg and he walks and he gets in that car that's marked that says he's a police officer, he will be walking in his authority. So today you might treat him differently than you will tomorrow. Maybe, maybe not. I hope you don't. But you might. Because what we fail to recognize, sometimes we minimize. And what you minimize will will walk away from you and not work to your advantage. See, every time I see him, I hug his neck just because if I ever get a ticket. (laughs) That is nothing but a joke. I have been offered people to get me out of tickets, and I want if I do the crime, I pay it. And he just said, "That's right." <laughs> but here's my point: we've got to know who we are and walk in that authority. You know what takes that authority? What? And let, let, let me break it down. Just I'm almost done. Just here's the authority that we have. 
I have the authority to love people even when they're not lovable. <laughs> what does that mean, Pastor? Just what I said, brother. If you go to 1 Corinthians 13 and you read verses 4 through 8, and I'm not going to read that today, but you can go look at it. I love the Amplified Version because it talks about how love is compassion. Here's the difference in sympathy and compassion. See, a lot of people want sympathy and a lot of people will give sympathy, but they won't give compassion because sympathy is words and compassion is actions. If I see somebody standing in the middle of the street and I see the bus coming, I immediately, as a human being, have sympathy for them. Oh, somebody didn't tell them they can't stand in the middle of the road. Oh, bless their heart. I hate that for them. If I, if I just stand there and have sympathy for them, <laughs> they're going to be a wet spot in just a minute. Why? Because I did nothing. What if they're out there and it's so loud and they can't hear me? I'm yelling at them, get out of the road, there's a bus coming. Get out of the road, there's a bus coming. Compassion will make me go, I can't let them get hit by a bus. So I'm going to go and I'm going to run and I'm going to tackle them and take them over to the other side and get them out of the way. I have the strength to do that. At that moment, I have the ability to do that. I'm making my decision. I have the will to do that. Now, at first, they might be startled by it. At first, they might go, why'd you knock me down? But about the time they hear honk, honk, and that bus goes through, they're going to go, ooh, thank you. What's your point? Here's my point. If I understand that somebody may not be hearing my logic, they're just talking. They're just acting a fool. They may not hear. They may not be on the same page as me. Because not everybody understands God the way that we teach Him at High Praises Church. I didn't say they wasn't saved. But some people look at God as this mean kid in the sky with a magnifying glass trying to burn their hide off. Because they don't like them. God loves you so much that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe on Him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's how I see God. But what about all the sin? Seek God. He's great at His job. He'll show you right from wrong in His Word and that's what the Holy Spirit will do. I'm going to give you the good news of the gospel. He saves you. He changes you. He sets you free. And He also gives you the power and authority to say, I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to let them say something and not do everything I can to help them. Even if it's against me. See, it's, it's easy to help people when they're hurting somebody else. But when they turn on you, okay, biggin, that's when, it's, that's when the rubber meets the road. Jesus said, forgive people over and over and over and over and over and over. The only problem is some people, they mistake meekness and weakness. You're not meek or you're not, you're not weak just because you're meek. The Bible says be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. 
you got to know who people are and still know that you have the authority to walk in forgiveness, walk in love, walk in power, walk in kindness. Because you can do everything you can to get them out of the road. It's up to them if they get up and jump back in front of the bus. But compassion and authority will make you go the extra mile to see that someone is in union with Jesus Christ. I got one more scripture and then I'm finished. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. Ephesians 6, verse 10. In conclusion, that's convenient, isn't it? My last scripture. In conclusion, be strong. Y'all don't like my jokes, okay. Be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from Him and be empowered through your union with Him. And in the power of His boundless might, Put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not, with, not against flesh and blood, contending only with the physical components. Are you with me? But against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places, therefore put on the complete armor of God so that you will be successfully, so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger and having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. You're an overcomer because you have God for you. You have God with you and God is doing something through you. You're on this earth not so that you can just exist, but you're on this earth to be an overcomer because when you're an overcomer, you can help people overcome. In 2017, God told me to call Dale Buchanan that was in this building. And he said, talk to him about trading buildings. So I did. How many ever years later that is now from here? Because it took us three or four years just to get it worked out. But today, on this day in 2023, High Praises Church is debt free. You know why? Because we're an overcomer. You know what we can do now that we're an overcomer of debt? We can help other people overcome debt. You, wait a minute, Pastor. How can you live debt free? Oh, nicely. I'm not condemning you if you have, I owe, I owe some things. I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying I'm working toward complete debt freedom. My house is paid for, praise the Lord. Believe it or not, my 76 Ford truck is paid for. My 70 Cadillac is paid for. Amen? I'm so thankful today that I'm an overcomer. You can be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony.
Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.